0: Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome back. Uh, They let me in the door a second day. How about that? Uh, Welcome to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And on demand on your favorite podcast platforms. So it's 5.09 and it's Tuesday, May 2nd and... It's election day. So, polls are open for uh, till 8 o'clock. So, you still have time if you've not uh, uh, cast your ballot yet. Um, we've got an action packed show today, not quite as action packed as we did uh, yesterday. Johnny Cadillac behind. The board and producing the show. Johnny, thanks for keeping us uh, safe and honest yesterday.
2: Of course, happy to help.
1: <laughs> and uh, so we're going to have both uh, mayoral candidates on. Uh, we're going to have a special guest uh, later in the show, former Governor Dave Heineman. And in studio for the entire uh, show today, I want to welcome Doug Emery. Doug, uh, as people may remember, you were uh, city council. Uh, you you sat on the city council uh, representing District One in Northeast Nebraska. Uh, you served two terms from 2007 to 2015, and so Doug, thanks for. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, how about that? We you know we used to see each other quite a bit at yeah, chamber just, meetings and exactly. stuff.
2: Exactly,
1: and, and uh, but you you uh, you've got a little different lifestyle these days.
2: I'm totally retired. I uh, you know when I retired from the post office, uh, I was going to retire and. Not be involved anymore. That lasted six weeks, and I ran. <laughs> and the people from Northeast Lincoln said, "Would you consider running?" And so, that's what we did for the next eight years. And yeah. So, uh, well,
1: I've always respected uh, your your stance and and ability to represent uh Northeast Lincoln and uh, and just straight shooter you've always been a straight shooter for those who, who who may not remember as as Doug said he retired from the postal service in 2007 after 35 years in government service uh, including two years in the United States Army, thanks Correct. for your service, and uh, eight years as Postmaster of Lincoln. And uh, and I always like this, Doug, one little-known fact about Doug, he's uh, one of 12 internationally certified referee judges in amateur boxing in the United States.
2: Yeah, it's um, it started out, um, and I fought for my dad years ago, but this started out as was going to be a hobby. Uh, it was going to be a one-time event, and... That was 1978, and, <laughs> and we're still involved in it. At so you're still active. Level. You're still yeah. I'm not. I'm not refereeing anymore because I'm 72, and I don't think I should be in there refereeing anymore. I'm a step slow, probably. But I'm now working with uh, the International Association. We're we're evaluating officials, uh, testing new officials, and evaluating officials for the Olympics in uh, oh, nice. Paris in 2024. Nice. So yeah.
1: well, I always thought it was a a. Uh uh, an interesting juxtapose that you were involved in the box- the sport of boxing and you 're a politician <laughs> it,
2: it, it never it never was part of it, but it may have come in handy at some time
1: oh um and so uh we will uh uh talk to both mayoral candidates and uh and johnny i don 't have my screen up, so i 'm a little blind here uh forgive me for that so uh, so you 'll just let me know uh.
2: I'm say Suzanne Geist is on line one, waiting for when All you're right. ready. All right.
1: Well, very good. Well, let's just jump right in. Uh, I think I'm right on time. But uh, uh, Senator Geist, are you with us? Yes, hi. Hey, Suzanne, thank you for joining the Dan Parsons Show on the Rexstein Recognition Hotline. Uh, listen, uh, Senator, I uh, deeply appreciate you taking time on the last day of this campaign to come on the Dan Parsons Show and, and chat a little bit. And, and, you know, Senator, I don't have any hard-hitting questions. We just wanted to chat a little bit. Uh, former City Councilman Doug Emery is here with me in the studio, so uh, uh-huh. we just wanted to, to first First of all thank you for running uh, i know from my past that this is uh this is not uh, for the faint of heart and uh so thank you and i always think these days on election days uh from my experience is just i think it's the worst because you're just waiting until the, till the darn uh, polls close
3: <laughs> well at first dan let me uh congratulate you for your new position it's exciting for you And exciting for Lincoln, and I am happy to be here. And yes, today has been, I've tried to keep busy, but um, it is a day of waiting.
1: So. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, uh, one of the one of the things that Doug and I uh, chatting before the show started here of just, you know, this election has been, uh, well, certainly record breaking as far as uh, money spent on mayoral campaigns in Lincoln. It's, uh, you know, I, I I think most of us. Uh, uh, understand that uh, it does take money to to run for elective office, uh, uh, and so I think that 's obviously been one of the the issues that uh, has been talked about. Uh, but from your perspective, uh, regardless of whatever historic uh, precedents have been set with spending money and the tone of the race, w- what have you found uh, for these past many months in running uh, that you have maybe didn 't expect or uh for this race uh, because obviously you've run for political office you've served in the legislature uh what what is it what has it been like for you these past many months
3: um well that's interesting i had some friends stop by this afternoon and um i was answering this exact question and that is what a huge honor it has been to run this race To meet the people that I've met, to meet the business people, the citizens, uh, the different groups that I, that have invited me in. And I apologize too for the music behind me. I can't get them to turn that down, but (laughs) anyway. We um, didn't notice, um, but that's all right. I'm being serenaded. (laughs) Hopefully it's a happy song. (laughs) Um, It is. It is. But, um, it, it has, it has been so much fun. Um, and that's what I didn't expect. I thought, I know campaigning is hard work. There's a lot of study that's involved um, because there's always things you don't know, always things you don't expect. But I didn't expect it to be so much fun. And I did not expect to be honored with the new friendships that I have made. So win or lose, this has been uh, a great adventure, an honor of a lifetime, and Um, I will just take some of the relationships with me probably for the rest of my life of people I've met just these past eight months. It's been a great, great, Adventure.
1: It, it is. That's been my experience. I've never been a candidate, but obviously, I've I've uh, worked on many campaigns through the years, and I I do. I hear that from candidates uh, constantly through the years. That you do. It's unexpected that uh, some mm-hmm. of the relationships you form and the things that you get to do that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise. Doug, jump in here if you've got a question for yeah. Senator.
2: Senator. Thank you for. Thank you for running. Uh, thank you for everybody sure. who's on the ballot it uh, It takes some gumption to lay yourself out there uh, and mm-hmm. be part of this but between the election your election for uh, for senator in the legislature and now tell me what the difference that you've seen that social media uh, makes ha- has made in uh, the wow. two races
3: uh well okay so i started my um, political life about eight years ago when I was running for legislature. And really, the difference in social media back then, it was more of a, a platform. Now, I am just rarely on. I I don't read what's there. I have been trying to keep my head down. And work that's what and I so,
1: senator sorry to interrupt but that's what I always told my candidates is like you don't read those comments you don't read yeah. any of that we'll do that for you and we'll let you know what you need to know
3: <laughs> that's exactly what we've done I there's positive but there's a lot of negative and um, I just want to do the very best I can do for the people that I'm representing and a lot of negative comments I You know, there's a lot of people that think they know you or have never met you and think that they can decide what you're like without ever having a conversation with you. Um, I don't really need that. I'm a hugely positive person, and um, I just don't like that in my head. So I really don't read much that's going on on social media, which is very different from eight years ago. I really feel like it's changed. The political climate has changed quite a bit from when I was first running um, in my first office, my first election, to now. And so,
1: I think maybe that's what you were getting at,
3: Doug. Right?
2: That they're really kind of. Yeah. It it seems like it's. uh, It's certainly not changed. It's necessarily all for the better either. I mean, it certainly gives you a lot more latitude to reach a lot more people, but at the same time. Uh, it 's very difficult uh to fight a lie, and you can virtually say anything uh, on mm-hmm. social media and and not be held accountable for it
1: well exactly in, and in the old yeah. days uh Senator you know uh, when least when doug and i got our starts in in politics uh and, and doug did reveal his age a little while ago off <laughs> mic and but i won't repeat it so 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 doug's got me by a couple uh couple uh years but not much but you know it used to be uh with traditional media i mean it you know you'd meet with the editorial board of the local newspaper you'd interview uh on the nightly news with either the radio station or the television station and and that was kind of it, you know. Uh, especially if it was uh-huh. a local race, and uh, uh, you just didn't have. And so then, obviously, in the in recent years, when social media has taken over, um, you know, all aspects of our lives. But certainly, from a journalism perspective, it has changed. And, and then, and the other thing, Doug, I think the point you were maybe alluding to is. You know, the style of politics that uh, has been in Washington for many years and frankly has gotten a lot worse the past five, six, mm-hmm. seven years, uh, seems like that's spilt, <sighs> spilt over. God bless you, Johnny. Uh, it seems like that has split over to, spilled over into, uh, not only state politics, but also local politics now. It's just, you know, we, uh, uh you know, I've said, uh, several times, a short time I've had this microphone that, uh, this uh, this culture that in politics of uh, of, you know, beat your opponent to a pulp until they say uncle. And, you know, it we're in tribes, uh, you know, there's the red tribe and the blue tribe. And and, um, and so anyway, it is it has changed a lot. And I, I think we've seen that trickle down into local politics. And and again, your point, Doug, and, and, and Senator picking up on it, uh, social media has driven that uh, a lot in recent years
2: senator do you do you think that the 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 tenor of this race or local races where we've had issues um is is going to hurt us as we try to find candidates as we go forward
3: um possibly i I know for myself it was a huge it took a long time to make the decision to run because I knew what I was getting into. I knew what the tenor would be um but the the beauty of of city politics and city business is that it really does not have to be that way. really, city business is just business it doesn't have to be political and i I keep saying that on my campaign trail that. Honestly, if you want to bring business to the city of Lincoln, I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent, or nothing. I I don't care. We just want the city to grow and thrive. That's and right. So, yeah. um, so I think that's the most important thing, and and I think that's what what people want in leadership right now. I'm longing for that. I'm longing for those leaders that start putting politics aside. And um, and let's do what's best for the community, what's best for the city, and um, let's leave all of this divisive political talk um, somewhere else. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm I'm I don't miss it. <laughs> and um and I, I that's actually one thing I really hope to bring to this office is a very unifying culture. And I think people are looking for that, and I know I am, and so that's, that's kind of what spurred me to make that part of my message
1: well that's well put senator senator suzanne geist joining us candidate for mayor of lincoln as we uh, get ready to close the polls here in in about two and a half hours and and start patiently waiting to see those numbers come in senator well let me just ask you this as we begin begin to wrap up here we got a a couple more minutes here but uh if you are successful this evening uh and you are our next mayor of the city of lincoln What do you want to accomplish uh, as our next mayor?
3: You know, number one is what we just talked about, the most important thing. I think going into a time our country is a little bit in flux. We don't know what's happening. Uh, Looking at the future financially, things are looking a little, you know, your eyes get kind of big when you think, okay, are we going to go into a downturn? The most important thing to me in this community is that we are a community and that, uh, we rep, that I, as potentially future mayor, represent every single part of our community in such a way as, as that they understand we're all Lincolnite. We're all in this together. We want, um, public safety. We want good streets and we want our businesses to grow and thrive. We all want that. We all want that for our families. And um, I believe that's the most important thing, not what's happening in Washington, not what's happening nationally or even internationally. What's important to people here is that, that we are all in this together, that we all link arms, no matter what our political stripes are, and we move forward in a way that is honoring, that helps our businesses to thrive, and helps our, our families to thrive.
1: Well, that's well put. That's really well put. Well, Senator, uh, thank you for taking a few moments out of this uh, last day of the campaign to uh, to join us here on the Dan Parsons show. Uh, I, I I do. I I deeply appreciate because I know how stressful this day can be. Uh, are you still? Uh, what's your schedule for the rest of the night? Are you going to? I assume you're going to be well, with I'm, some family I and friends gra-
3: soon. I am. I'm grabbing dinner with my husband and a couple people on my campaign, and then we're heading downtown for our gathering with all of our campaign people and supporters, and then we're just going to wait and wait. And wait. (laughs) kind of how it feels. (laughs) Well, good luck.
1: Like I said, I've never been in your shoes, but I've been uh, standing behind you, many uh, candidates, uh, for many, many years. And I know what those uh, last last hours are like. Well, Senator Suzanne Geist, uh, candidate for mayor of Lincoln, thank you, and good luck. Thank
3: you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks
1: for having me. You're very welcome. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: Welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on KLIN 1499.3. Joining me in studio, former City Councilman Doug Emery from Northeast uh, Lincoln, Doug. Uh, Thanks again for uh,
2: thank you for be- bellying
1: me. up to the uh, microphone with me <laughs> today. Um, so a nice chat we had with Senator Geist, and uh, uh, we will uh, also have uh, Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Bair here, in, Baird here in a few moments to to chat uh, as we uh, get ready to cast our votes. Uh, all of you out there have uh, about an hour and a half yet. Um, uh, until the polls close at eight o'clock, and so, uh, so we uh, we await that. And Doug, you said uh, you, know, you made the comment. Uh, I said, you know, it's it's the toughest time when you're waiting for the polls to close. But you had a different take on that.
2: Yeah, I think the toughest day is tomorrow. Um, if you're the electee, you have this stark realization that you've been out um, saying here's what you're going to get done, and now the reality is is it. You've got to figure out how you're going to get it done, which, I mean, the best laid plans always seem to come arise some way. And, and so I think it's that, okay, I, now I know what I want to do, but how do I exactly go about, especially if you're a new, a new electee. And well, have not it, held office before
1: exactly and and we'll catch up with uh with the mayor here after the the break at the bottom of the hour but you know t- t- take uh take the mayor's uh, uh situation you know nobody knew we were going to have a worldwide pandemic correct and uh you know that that amongst all things uh, for, for elected offices, I, I think that would be very, very difficult. Well, listen, we're going to take a break uh, for some news. And when we come back, we will be joined by Mayor Lirian Gaylord Baird. And uh, we'll be right back after this message. Waiting on a tax return?
2: Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
0: Informing, entertaining, The Dan Parsons Show on 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Dan Parsons Show on 1,499.3 KLIN and On Demand on your favorite podcast platform well i am delighted to welcome on the rick stein recognition hotline mayor Lirian. mayor uh thank you for joining us uh, today on this last day of the campaign welcome back
4: hey thank you thank you so much dan for having me and congratulations on your new show
1: Thank you very much, and hey, uh, it's like old home, uh, old home week here in the studio. Uh, I have with me in studio former Northeast City Council uh, candidate, or candidate, City Council person, <laughs> Doug Emery is here with me, Lyrian, and I know that uh, that you guys uh served together for sh- at least a couple years uh, on the council. So, uh, Doug
4: Emery, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> nice
1: to be
2: with you. Good, good <laughs> evening, Mayor.
4: Good evening wow well, yeah it was a pleasure to serve. I learned a lot from mr Emery and he keeps people uh with straight talk and uh keeps people honest and it, it's really just a wonderful he's a wonderful public servant and someone uh, and a friend
2: i am i am uh Cherish that you would say something like that. Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> well, well, Mayor, I uh, I know uh, what. Well, as I told uh, uh, our other candidate a few moments ago, I've I've never been in your shoes. I've never been a candidate. I never have had the uh, uh, the foolish no- notion of doing that myself. But thank you, thank you for serving. And uh, thank you for the work that you've done both on the council and as mayor the past four years. And uh, I know what this day must be like, uh, just waiting for the polls to close. And so thank you for taking a few moments to chat with us. and And we don't have any hard hitting questions. We just wanted to be able to to thank you for uh, for running and just uh, maybe get a perspective on uh, on the rest of the day, what it's going to be look like for you, and then uh, and maybe. But before we get off the air, just uh, ask you a, a question about uh, uh, if you're reelected, what your uh, uh, second term would be like. But so uh, w- give us a sense of what this uh, race has been like. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of talk uh These past many months about uh, the amount of money that 's been spent on this race, historic levels of money, uh, we talked uh, a little bit in the last uh, segment about how nasty uh, politics has has gotten in in Nebraska even trickling down to the uh, city level uh so what 's it been like for you how How have you handled all that what's been maybe some bright spots uh that you could maybe share with us? oh thanks for that yeah it I-
4: appreciate it. And it is an honor and privilege, privilege to serve this amazing community. And we've, we've just weathered some extraordinary times. And, and I'm feeling really good right now. This campaign has been extraordinary and unprecedented. Like you said, the, the kind of uh, money that's come in from sort of re- Republican mega donors has been unprecedented in a city election. But I'm so proud of the team of people all across the community who have contributed. The thousands of people who've come together as a part of my re-election campaign uh, because we share a really bright, positive vision for Lincoln's future. So that's what I'm focused on. I am focused on all the folks who are out there supporting a vision that we share of a safe and successful Lincoln that we're growing together. And and going into the future, you know, a second term, I'm going to continue to keep. Working with our community and partnering and collaborating to keep this a very safe community. We're going to keep investing in streets that grow economic opportunity and other vital infrastructure that helps make our city strong and successful, and then and then protect our quality of life because that's that's why we love Lincoln so much—the wonderful high quality of life we have here—and investing in parks and trails and libraries and the things that make our neighborhoods so wonderful.
2: Mayor, could. Could you speak just a little bit to the difference uh, that you see in the effects of social media from the time that you were elected to the city council to this election?
4: Yeah. You know, I was the a, a first council person to have a Facebook page, so that was, you know, early <laughs> 10 years ago. Uh, and really tried to use that as a platform for sharing information about what decisions were being made at the council, just like really good information, factual information about the votes we were taking and, and a way to engage with public. Um, I think that at this point, we're seeing a lot of social media being used to spread misinformation on the other side um, to to try to scare people into voting a particular way. And what's tough is that it's, it's tough to combat that misinformation and those, you know, in some cases lies that are being spread. And um, the other side has a lot of money to, to spread that misinformation. So um, we are doing the best we can to provide facts and information to the public so they can make truly informed decisions about the future they want for this community. And, and social media, you know, it, it has its, it's pros and cons in that regard.
2: Do you think there's there's uh, that this has will have any effect on the ability to, to find good candidates in the future?
4: Absolutely. I mean, frankly, I you know, I think we've talked a bit in this campaign about the positions of my opponent, at the legislature, and how extreme they have been. But I would look at the campaign that my opponent has run and say that it has been quite extreme. It has painted this fictional version of, of Lincoln that is one of sort of a crime-ridden, crime-infested underworld, and that's harmful. That's harmful to our community. That makes it harder for our, our universities to attract and enroll the students we want to go to school here. It's harmful for our businesses as they try to attract workforce. And it's, yeah, definitely, I think, bad for democracy and makes makes it a difficult um Choice for people to decide to put themselves through the kind of attacks and misinformation that i've experienced in this race or that Adam Moorfeld experienced in the county attorneys race uh, it's a it's a big ask for someone to endure that
1: yeah and, and... I would
4: say it's it's i'm I'm so committed <laughs> to continuing to serve this community and and be like continue to have this community be a beacon that um, i'm you know, willing to endure that, but it it didn't have to be this way. We could have had a much more substantive issues oriented campaign, uh, you know, contest between the two campaigns.
1: I think one of the things uh, mayor that uh, this campaign has uh, maybe done in the positive way uh, uh, there's, I think a lot, I I don't think there's very many people in this city that isn't aware that there is a mayoral election going on today. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, so that,
4: the, Knocking on doors yesterday, and a nine-year-old boy named Cecil—he could say my name. I mean, how uh, many
1: nine-year-olds
4: can say Leary Gaylor Baird? And I—I think you're right. Like, there is a lot of attention that's been raised and and pointed towards the races in the city this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, Mayor, thank you for serving. Thank you for uh, being willing to put your name out there again for the possibility of a second term. Uh, I just wish you well and hope that uh, uh, that you get a chance to to take some time and relax with your family and uh and, and uh, no matter what happens tonight that you are able to uh uh to look back and say you know we did uh, our best and uh and the city is better off from the the time that you've spent uh, as mayor so uh we'll let you go um yeah. uh, we um, uh, we hope, uh, no matter what happens, that uh, we get to talk to you again uh, in the future. But uh, best of luck tonight, Mayor, and thank you again for uh, for taking some time to chat on the uh, Dan Parsons show.
4: Oh, my pleasure, and thank you, and thank you to Doug. It's, it's, been, it's been a great thank you. conversation.
1: Very good, very good. Well, listen, uh, we've got a few minutes here uh, before we have to uh, jump off here to take uh, take a break. But I believe. Uh, We have uh, on the line, um, on the Rickstein uh, Recognition Hotline, uh, former Governor Dave Heineman. Governor, are you with us?
0: I'm with you. Great to be with you today. And uh, hello, Doug. Uh, He served, I think, on the Lincoln uh, City Council almost the entire time I was governor.
2: Governor, it's nice to hear your voice again.
1: Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, Governor, thanks so much for uh, being a guest on the Dan Parsons show. This is day two, and uh, I was begging you to come on day day one, and uh, you were smart enough to say, "Well, let's see if they give him a mic again in the second day." <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> Actually, I just got tied up in a couple meetings. I, and I apologize for not making it on time yesterday.
1: Well, and uh, uh, and so you know, one of the things that I've always uh, admired about you, Governor, is your uh, ability. Uh, and I'll you know flatter you for a moment. Your ability I, I've always thought the, of all of the political strategists that I've known in this state for the past 30 years that I've been doing uh, what I do, uh, you have always been one of the most insightful and accurate uh, political strategists, uh, in, and uh, of course you have a history of uh, that's how you got your start uh, with the Nebraska Republican Party, and and then obviously uh, the longest serving uh, governor in the history of the state of Nebraska. So, wh- what's your feeling uh, of overall from this mayor's race here in, in Lincoln, uh, uh, you know, we just had both candidates on uh, earlier in the show here, and, uh, uh, you know, there's not much to be done except uh, for a few people that are still uh, heading to the polls here before 8 o'clock. But what's your sense uh, of this campaign here in Lincoln?
0: Well, first of all, I, I want to congratulate both of them for uh, running. Uh, uh, Doug and I know it's not difficult to serve. It's not easy to serve as an elected official these days. Um you know, I don't see the TV ads in that. I understand it's been quite negative. That's unfortunate. Uh, and I'm sure everybody's go had the race is going to be over. But, you know, uh, the mayor and a city council, uh, your local county board, they're important offices. Uh, people often forget, you know, I got my start on the Fremont City Council yeah. uh, long before I became governor. And it's the front lines. You hear from people every day. I remember we'd have meetings on Tuesday night, and the next day I'd hear about what we did. Uh, It's more difficult as governor because you're a little bit more removed. But I would hope at the end of the day, no matter what happens, we need to remember there's no place like Nebraska. This is the best place to live, to work, and to raise a family. Uh, I've traveled all over the country, and uh, I wouldn't trade Nebraska uh, for any other place, and it's because of our people.
2: Governor, is there a way to have these kinds of races without the kind of acrimony that we've seen, not just in this race, but certainly some of the things that happened uh, in the Republican primary uh, and some of those things? Uh,
0: I would hope so. Uh, This is probably hard for your listeners to believe, but I go back to 2005, 2006, when Tom Osborne and I were running for governor. We never ran a negative ad against each other. We did six debates across the state. We stood up uh, and talked about what we were for. Uh, Tom Osborne someone I have the greatest respect for. I believe he and Nick Saban are the two best football coaches we've <laughs> ever seen in our lifetime. And uh, so it was quite an experience. Uh, you know, when I started out that race, uh, most people didn't think I could win, including my mother. <laughs> uh, but, really hard the people in Nebraska responded in a in a positive way but I, I think we need fewer negative ads uh, talk about what you're for not so much against uh, your sure. opponent and, and and again I remember the sixth debate Tom and I did Dave Navity also was mm, a that's right a, a candidate and you know we answered the questions we sort of well well we were for. Uh, There weren't too much difference uh, difference, uh, between us on the issues. Uh, But, again, I remember saying more than once positive things about Tom Osborne because I respected him so much
1: that's fascinating yeah and it's not that long ago <laughs> so yeah we were making the point earlier about how uh this trickle-down effect of uh you know the rough and tumble politics of washington especially these past five or six years has trickled down into nebraska uh you know it, it maybe doug alluded to it the, the last gubernatorial race uh in the republican primary was just as Man, just as rough and tumble as I can remember, and and uh, you know a lot of that is uh, because of social media. A lot of it is because uh, traditional media is uh, is different today than it ever has been, and so um, and then money. You know, we've seen in this race uh, here in here in Lincoln, Governor, that uh, uh, the the most money that's ever been spent in a uh, by far in a Lincoln City uh, race uh, for mayor. And uh, I'm not one uh, to think that we need to, you know, uh, put limits on, on how we spend money. Um, you know, I've just, uh, courts have thrown some of those laws out over the years as, as unconstitutional. But um, I, don't, I don't know. How do we get back to that uh, era that you mm-hmm. talked about of just a few years ago?
0: I, I think it's important for the candidates to come together as these primaries start and they ought to all agree, hey, we're going to talk about what we're for more than what we're against, uh, that we make some commitments that, okay, you can run contrast ads, you differ on the issues, but getting personal uh, in the Republican primary, uh, you know, two years ago was, was terrible, mm-hmm. disgusting, uh, frankly, uh, what happened. And, and we need to get away from that, but it's going to, have to, it's going to take candidates and the parties, and recognizing that we're all Americans first. Uh, What unites us is greater than what divides us, and um, you know, which which reminds me, I I don't want to forget, I want to give a shout out to a very special person who lives in Lincoln, and that's Coach John Cook, our volleyball coach, Hall of Fame coach, won four national championships, just had the best recruiting class in America, and Well, I was governor. John invited me to practice several times, and I went out, and I just had a great time. He is a fantastic leader, a great motivator, uh, and now they're going to set a world record with a volleyball game at Memorial Stadium, and and I believe they're going to go in excess of 90,000. The people in Nebraska love their uh, volleyball, and these young women are great athletes. They're great students, and they... Project so well for the university in Nebraska, and so hey, uh, uh, Coach Cook's just as good as they get.
1: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, Governor and uh, Governor Dave Hyman and jo- Dave Heineman joining us on the Dan Parsons show, and uh, uh, and and Governor, we can. O- I always love that you're the best ambassador for Nebraska sports in the state, and it uh, and it's genuine. I I just love that. Well, Governor, uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, please finish.
0: Well, no, I, I, I think sports. Uh, all of us uh, had a chance most of the time to play in junior high or high school. It, it, you, you learn discipline. You learn teamwork. You learn how you learn how to work with people. And hey, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, most of us, myself included, could never compete certainly at the collegiate, let alone the pro level. But they're fun to watch, and particularly the. Uh, girls' volleyball team, um, they are great. And, hey, I'm going to keep promoting Nebraska everywhere I go. Uh, I I tell people there is no better place to live, to work and to raise a family. And, again, it, it's because of our people, Doug, you, so many others. Uh, and, and thank goodness we, we have uh, two good people willing to run for the office of mayor, and we'll see who wins tonight. Uh, lincoln's important to nebraska's future
1: well, it is Governor, and uh, i can't thank you enough for coming on the Dan parsons show uh I hope because that is uh you you've hit on a lot of the topics and 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 really the uh the mood that I want to. Uh, exhibit on this radio show, and, uh, and that is one of cooperation and working together to build up this city, continue to build this city and this state uh, to be, as you said, uh, the greatest place to live in America. Governor Dave Heineman, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I hope you'll come on again.
0: Uh, I'll be glad to and I'll only do it if Doug's there. Too. Thanks, Governor. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Governor. <laughs> hey, we'll take a quick break and then we will wrap things up on K L I N fourteen hundred
0: and ninety-nine three. You're listening to the Dan Parsons show on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three K L I N
1: Well, gosh, wasn't that fun, Doug? I mean, uh, we've had uh, a former governor, we've had uh, uh, our current mayor, and a challenger to the mayor, and uh, and Doug and Doug Emery, former city councilman from Northeast Lincoln. Doug, thanks for sitting in. Thank you
2: very much. It was it was fun almost to be back around politics.
1: (laughs) Well, you've got such a great perspective and uh, so much respect for the work that you've done in this city and the love for Northeast Lincoln. I appreciate that. And uh, so let's do this again if you're willing, my man. Love to. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what's coming up uh, tomorrow's show. We've got a short show because our our beloved Nebraska Cornhusker baseball team is going to uh, play a game down the street uh, uh, tomorrow afternoon. So we're just going to have a half show. But joining me tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show uh, is Wendy Van and Lin- Lindsay Rogers uh, from the Foundation for Lincoln Public Schools. They've got a wonderful summer program coming up, and uh, so we'll talk with them uh, tomorrow afternoon on the Dan Parsons show. But please, if you have not voted yet, you have exactly two hours to get over, I think I gave the wrong time earlier. I said an hour and a half. Uh, Johnny, you're going to probably have to more than once uh, check my math.
2: Oh, okay. I'll be happy to. You have two hours right now.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I just looked at the clock. So two hours uh, to get to the polls if you've not done that yet. Uh, Do your duty. Get out there. You don't have the opportunity to complain uh, if you don't get out there and cast your vote. So uh, thanks for tuning in for day two of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.